welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going good. How are you guys doing after a long, nice holiday weekend? I'm a little rusty. Yeah, okay. A little rusty over here. Garrett's just nodding like everybody else can see what's going on. It's like he's doing sign language. They can me. tell. They can, they can feel my vibes. He's like, I'm A-OK. Uh, so we're back after a nice, long weekend here of Dynasty. If you saw on the Nerd Hurt for the Nerd Hurt members, we had some cool launches this weekend. We have Debbie Rankins on there. Garrett, you're ranking so Debbie players. So excited about those Debbie Rankings. Looks pretty sweet. Click on so the player's exciting. name. You can see their eligibility date when they come out, their age, their school, their height, their weight. All cool if you're in Debbie Rankins. And just to follow along for the next year, 2020 class. Everyone wants to see like how awesome this class is. Well, this is going to be an opportunity to actually follow those players and who to follow throughout the years because we'll update those ranks throughout the year and you'll be able to follow that on the graph chart and then we also dropped our buy sell tool which is going to give us our entire staff about 20 of us we all go in there we rank a player how we feel about him he's a buy is he a hold is he a sell is he a cut is he a value sell value sell means we think the selling point is more valuable than the player yep. essentially uh, so that's on there as well you just click on the player's name a lot of cool stuff out there and we're, we're still rolling stuff out we're still building things more stuff to come. More to come. Uh, and this is it. This is the last week to get on that introductory price of twenty four ninety nine because it's about to go up five bucks. Jump on it. Jump on it. And then for the next episode too, we got some stuff to give away. We got a t shirt to give away. And I talked to Scott Fish the other day, and he gave me an exclusive entry in the Scott Fish Bowl Nine. So that's a pretty sweet giveaway. And the Alvin Kamara jersey. Well, that's going to be June 1st, right? It's a Nick Chubb jersey and an Alvin Kamara jersey. Oh, we're giving away both two jerseys now. Yeah. So if you do sign up by the Nerd Herd by the first, we, uh, Mr. Com- at Mr. Commissioner, courtesy yeah. of him, of course, you got to be following him on Twitter as well, is giving two random Nerd Herd members an Alvin Kamara signed jersey and a Nick Chubb signed jersey. I mean, how sweet is. What a good dude. How, like, look at all this Nerd Herd action going on right now. We're giving away Scott Fishbowl entries, we're giving away signed jerseys. Uh, I'll be announcing my startup, my tight end premium Superflex new Nerd Herd League to be in a league with me soon. Uh, Don't forget we're giving away a t-shirt as well today for the Nerd Herd. Oh, we are, oh we're, Matt, we're going to give away a shirt today too. Mm-hmm. Good good call. So we're just giving away stuff. We're pretty much a Goodwill. Yeah, basically. I know. The good, we're better than Goodwill because Goodwill still charges you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's not that good. I mean, it's Goodwill because hey, the shirt's only 39 cents, but it's still 39 cents. Still 39. Our shirt today, Nothing. Freebie. That's that's goodwill. That is. That's Red Cross. If you got our <laughs> shirt at the Goodwill, you'd have to pay thirty nine cents. Oh psh, no, they'd still up to that. You, you feel <laughs> one of those shirts? You ever wear those? Good point. Yeah, they're they're trying to slap, at least you, a slap a dollar. At least on that. Uh, I'm guessing like two fifty for that one. That's like the high end Goodwill. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been to Goodwill in a long time. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. I'm just gonna check it out. I don't know. I don't know how inflation hits that lately. Yeah, good point. Back in high school, back in the day, when you want to rock some of those. Goodwill clothes. I used to go in there. Yeah, the dollar, I think. Sure. You get some sweet polyester shirts back in the day, man. Polyester? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Halloween smooth. costumes and whatnot, yeah. I'll have to go in there one day. Yep. A little, little reminisce down memory lane. Uh, so today's, you know, last Monday was Memorial Day. And, you know, speaking of veterans, we're going to talk about some veterans today on the NFL side. Not as heroistic as the real veterans. Not by even, any means. Not, not even close. close. Not even remotely close. 
but veterans nonetheless in what we look at in football. It's mostly just a play on words. That's about it. It's about as close as you get. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into a little couple of news and notes, uh, Buck Allen signed today. Uh, yeah, he went to the New Orleans Saints. What do you think about that? I don't know. Does that tickle anybody's pickle? Nope. The only way that would tickle my pickle was if Alvin Kamara broke his leg or something like that. Ooh, if he does break his leg, that's a really good spot for Buck Allen. It's worth, it's worth if you have room on the bottom of your roster, it's worth that chance that he breaks his leg. Yeah, just because he's a pass-catching back, that's what he does. I mean, that, he would obviously be filling that role. In, yep. Between him and Latavius Murray, I would rather have him than Latavius Murray personally. But Second. Um, just because he has way more PPR value. Okay. Yeah, it's worth a stash. Yeah. Uh, Dawson Knox today announced that he's running with the ones in Buffalo already. That's good news. Yeah, they basically have no one else, right? Their tight ends have been dropping like flies, so. <laughs> You're the, he's running with the ones because you're the only one the left. Only one. But hey, it's a great opportunity. He's a super athletic, you know, um, young tight end. I it's think. a good fit. Yeah. His athleticism really does fit that offense right. pretty well. I don't well, think, I don't, offense, I don't think we've actually. talked about him yet in the nerd herd um, extra shows there. So we'll probably get to, close to him. Yeah, well, we might we might get to him today. I think we're going to try and cram through a lot of these rookies here in the uh, second nerd herd, so we get some more. Uh, Episodes coming up here and get some other topics. Sure. Uh, and then finally, Ben Watson busted for HGH. He thought that he was retired, so to help his recovery, he t- took some prescribed HGH, and then he got he got tested. He knew he was going to fail, but he didn't think he was coming back to play football. So right. no big deal. Four games, going to sit at New England. New England knew about it ahead of time, so mm-hmm. it's not even a big deal. They built some incentives into his contract so he could make the money back. Yeah, if help he, him out. If he performed well. Yep. If he does, which we'll see. I mean – I'm not really banking on that. I'd He's rather, like 39 or something, right? They signed, yeah, yeah. they signed Austin Safarian Jenkins, and I, I still think like Matt Lacoste is still like a nice like sleeper there to be like the leading tight end receiver there. Like for some reason, I just keep like I want to get some Matt Lacoste shares just because. I feel like he's a sneaky guy to own. Like, nobody's talking about him. Everybody else talking about Austin Safarian Jenkins, Grandpa Benjamin Button over <laughs> here, Ben Watson, and then there's Matt Lacoste. Yeah, no, it's not a bad one. He, I mean, he's that was his forte, right? In college, was pass catching. So. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's, it's a nice, nice grab. Let's get into today's topic, shall we? Uh, veterans, veterans that we think you should trade for if you're now if you're a contending team. Now, a lot of these players. You know, their their worth is going to vary. But some of these players will kind of talk about what to trade for them. If you have any rookie draft, I think a rookie draft is a really good time to acquire a veteran player because everybody's looking for that youth. Everybody's looking for that next best thing. And these guys are easy to fall by the wayside. Now, the guys we talk about, we think are going to hold value in 2019. And the key word here is 2019 and some beyond. But the key here is to win, right? We talk about this all the time. So many people aren't willing to give up anything for a veteran because they're like oh he's only got a year or two left it's like well will he help you win a championship that's really all that matters if the answer is yes yeah that's the number one it's a yes or no question will this player put you in the best position to win a championship well if he does now that late first early second round pick is not so valuable definitely on a player that you're going to gamble gamble on a proven commodity and try to win these these windows for you to win in dynasty you know, they change drastically. They can be very short-lived. I've seen it, you know, being playing Dynasty for 16 years. I've seen teams that they look, they're amazing teams. And then two years later, they have the third pick in the draft. And it's just completely fall by the wayside. It's a, you know, Tyree Kill, for example, here. Like, sure. We know what's going to happen with him. Injuries, Achilles tears. 
ACL tears, cut off the team, now in a new system, no longer fits, go gets a new contract, doesn't fit. Teams change, dynasty structures change drastically. You got to do what the Romans do in Carpe Diem, right? Seize the day. Jump on it. Get on it. Touch it. Feel it. Love it. You got to go for the ship. Whenever that opportunity presents itself, you have to go in. And does it, do you like giving up draft capital? No, not really. Guess the future to help you build. But what do you want to build for the future? What's the goal to build for the future? Win a ship. Yeah. Right. And if you can get it now, just get it now. Get it now. Yeah. It's like, don't, don't wait till tomorrow because tomorrow may never come. Can't stop. You know? Get it. Get it. Tell them you hip hop anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> so some of these veteran players, let's talk about some of these guys that we think can help you in 2019. First guy I want to talk about is at the tight end position, a tight end, the tight end position where, you know, we have some good rookie influx into it. It's going to look a little better this year than it most likely did last year. But a guy I like right now is Jared cook in new Orleans finished last year in Oakland. His tight end number five overall in PPR leagues coming off a career year with 68 receptions for 896 yards and six touchdowns. That was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Signs with New Orleans. Signs with New Orleans on a two-year, $15 million deal. Got a $6 million signing bonus, $8 million guaranteed. So there's probably a good chance here that he's in New Orleans for two years. He's 32 years old, which is a little bit older. But for tight ends, it's not end of the world. Um, we are seeing these players play a little bit longer these days mm-hmm. as well. We, you know, Longevity has kind of stepped up a notch here in the NFL these days. Well, I feel like that's, you know, obviously a result of all these HGH, HGH flowing around and <laughs> the fact that they're not allowed to hit as much in practice and stuff like that. So the guys that they're not banging each other quite as much throughout the week. So it, it is kind of lengthening some some of these some of these guys career as long as they have the skills. Anyway. So with Jared Cook, you're looking at a two year window in probably New Orleans could be the end of that. But New Orleans is a place, you know, going back to 2015, at least at the time, it's it's a it's a tight end place that you love it's a tight end centric yeah. offense yeah yes that offense is really good for the tight ends uh back in 2015 when jimmy graham got shipped off to new orleans his numbers were somewhat similar to jerry cook's last year again he was an older veteran tight end had 74 catches for 896 yards and six touchdowns which is almost identical the, the yards are identical the touchdowns are identical he just literally had six more catches than he had last year cook's gonna go there and they need a number three there in New Orleans. They need it desperately. Right. They don't yeah. have. I mean, they've got Michael Thomas. They've got Alvin Kamara. But who is the other wide receiver that's really threatening anybody? Traquan Smith. We Tra- don't know. I mean, He's we like very, him. Very unknown. Cameron Meredith, big time injury guy. Yeah, he played six games last year. Missed all of 2017 with the Bears. Exactly. So it's, it's a bunch of unproven guys and, and and Jared Cook. I mean, enter him, and and that's just a it's a really good fit. And how how important are Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara to that offense? So important, they saw 50% of the targets last year between those two players. 50%. Mm-hmm. And Ben Watson saw 9%. Where in Jer- in Oakland, Jared Cook saw about 19%. So say you split the difference. You're, you're, he's going to get right around, what, 14% target share, right around there, 15% target share, which is still nice in that offense, which is going to make it probably finish as a nice top eight tight end. And that's a good commodity to have. And I guarantee right now, if you have a mid-range 2-2 in a rookie draft coming up, 2-3, you can get Jared Cook for that. Uh, yeah. A second-round pick, maybe even later. Like, obviously, if you're a contender, say you didn't, don't have somebody else's second-round pick, you have 2-8, two 2-3, eight, 
two seven. And there's there's gonna be somebody on the board right now that I can see somebody giving up Jared Cook for. Oh, absolutely, because there's gonna be there's gonna be teams that, especially if they're one of the better teams, they might have that George Kittle. They might have that uh, Travis Kelsey. They might have one of those better players. And so you could absolutely throw in a, a low end second round pick and pick him up. And here's the thing. On his bad weeks, because we know Jared Cook goes up and down. He has monster weeks and bad weeks. On his bad weeks, he's going to be like the rest of the tight ends. The tight end landscape still is not good yet. We we, we like the future prospects, but as of right now, the, the landscape still isn't good. So on his bad weeks, he's going to be average, but on his good weeks, he could win you that week. Yeah, you know he's guaranteed to have one game where he set New Orleans record yeah. for tight end, because that's what he does every team he goes to. He has that one monster game where he has 16 catches for 985 yards, and it's like, oh, look at this guy, Hall of Famer. Yep, yep. So, I mean, there's going to be three or four games a season where you're like, dang, Jared Cook won me that week. Monster weeks. Monster weeks, definitely. It, it, it fits It fits him to a T what they're looking for, you know? The seam routes, the go routes. It's it's, it's going to be really nice to offset there in New Orleans. I love it. I think he could be had for it. Maybe you already had your rookie pick, but any kind of player that you may you're not interested in, he could be had for cheap. Yep. It's it's kind of hard to say in a vacuum what you can get him for. That's why I was going with a 19 second round pick. Uh, I'd be more than happy to give up a 19 second round pick if I need tight end help right now. Uh, if you want to even go cheaper, I think a guy like even like Tyler Eifert. Might be a nice gamble for somebody who's probably half the cost of a Jared right. Cook. You know, you could. I mean, you, I was looking at him also, and, and you could get him for free, man. Like that guy is—he's been so beat up, and I think he is one of those guys that's worth a little bit of a risk. I mean, who, what are you gonna have to get up for him? Like a fourth round pick or something like that for Tyler Eifert? Yeah. He's only like twenty-eight. Right, Eifert's only twenty-eight. His his injury last year was really freaky. That broken leg, the way he's like, you know, his ankle broken. His last couple injuries—they've all been different. They've all been freaky. And yes, I know when you're injury prone. But, I mean, let's go with this. Let's just go with that. He's due for a healthy year <laughs> right now. Are. You know what I mean? He's due for the healthy year. And if you need help, again, like Matt said, he's free. A fourth-round pick, man. Like, I, I guarantee in a lot of leagues you can get him for that. Just because the guy's just going to be tired of seeing him on his roster and injured every year. Like, he's just going to be happy to get anything. And definitely if you go with the 2024, right? Sure. Like, once you throw the 2020 in front of a lot of things, yeah. people are going to start getting – you know, they're going to percolate a little bit. They're going to be like, hey, hey, 2020, what? Fourth? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Ooh, that's Any not much, but that class is pretty deep. I could probably get a starter running back <laughs> in the fourth round. They can't, but, you know, maybe because even they could, even, they could take another shot at a tight end for sure, you know, in the fourth round. And that's the thing. A fourth round is nothing. Right. It's literally free. When we say free, a fourth round pick's free because waiver even in the 2020 class, which is going to be really deep, you're going to be fishing in the fourth round to try and find a guy. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be one, two guys that maybe probably hit out of it. It's deep for the first and second round. It could be really good value in the third round. But just like any draft class, the fourth round is going to be like. It's very shoddy. Yeah, very it's, gonna, it's going to look good when you walk away from that draft. But then three years later, you're going to be like, I can cut this guy. Yep. So Tyler Eifert, again, if you need a tight end, go after Cook and Eifert. Hedge your bets, right? Give a, both. Give a 2024th and a 2019 second. You know, that's. Hey. And obviously they got to be on the same team, you know, or diversify, go from one owner and go to the other, get them both. Yeah. But you know, tight end is a position where we, always, I always preach that gives you the edge over your opponents in dynasty. And I think Jared cook this year in new Orleans could be a really nice commodity coming off a big year in Oakland. I think is a great buy for a veteran. Yep. I agree. Moving on, moving on, moving up. on up. Matt, you want to give us a guy. All right. So the next guy that we were going to run through, I think was James white. Right. Uh, so I think, 
when we when we look at him at the ADP, he's coming off at like running back thirty between thirty three and thirty eight, depending on which site we were going off. Did of you it. put some respect on that name? You better because that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's downright preposterous. Matt, where did he finish last year? Uh, he was number seven. <laughs> Who needs that? He was the, running se- back? the seventh running back overall. Oh, so, if you, you finish top 12, you're running back one, right? I believe so. so. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's less so, than 12. So he's getting disrespected, <laughs> thrown in the, the running back three, running back four category when really in, in actuality, according to his, you know, his – his true value, which is which is his fantasy production. Now it's last year, correct? And it's hard for the ha- the running back one to ever repeat themselves. It is, it is. But the guys that oftentimes do it are the ones that are consistent with their PPR value. You know what I mean? And this guy is he's he's all he's done is catch passes. So I think I think Rich, you had some pretty interesting stats about his his targets. I believe. Yeah, and I don't know the actual stats, but if I had to bet something significantly. I'm pretty sure James White has the most receptions in the NFL at running back position over the last three years. If, um, if he doesn't, he's damn close. And it, I know Christian McCaffrey last year set the record with 107, so that's going to give him a nice bump. I think McCaffrey be close. Le'Veon Bell was up there because he sat. Duke Johnson was up there until his abysmal last year. year as well, too. But he's top four, top five for sure in receptions. 2018, he had the third most receptions, which was last year behind Barkley, and Christian McCaffrey with 87. 87, yep. And, tw- and he has also, he also had the second most targets. 123 targets last year. Amongst running backs. Yeah. In 2017, he had the ninth most receptions in two th- or targets. In 2016, he had the fourth most. So he's used in an offense. And I think I think everybody's ready for Sony to take a big step up this year. I'm ready for Sony to take a big step up this year. But I think they're using that just to kind of throw – James White by the wayside. I think that has to be the dip. I, it's the only thing I can think of is why everybody's not paying attention to James White because they're like, okay, it's a Sony Michelle uh, show now. And I don't think so because that offense like to utilize multiple running backs here. Yep. And with Sony Michelle's knee, you got to protect them. And they tried to use Sony in the pass catching game last year. It didn't really work out the way they wanted to. And there's no reason to when you have a guy like James, James White. James White's just better at it. And that's what I mean. Belichick always highlights his his players' strengths, and this is clearly one of James White's strengths. And what else happened last year? We saw a big dip in Gronk's production, right? And all of a sudden, we lo and behold, there's a, a raise in somebody else's, and it's James White's. And and Gronk is gone completely now. I mean, they're going to try to replace him with some other guys. You know, Gronk's they, gone. Everybody's gone. What'd you say? So everybody's gone. It's just it's Adelman, Nikhil, Harry, and then. What Philip? They brought Philip Dorsett back. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there are going to be targets there to be had that weren't even there last year. So this is a guy that had 123 targets last year with those with those other players on the team. Now they're completely gone. They're bringing in some other guys that I mean, let's face it, they're just guys. I mean, at this point in their career, Ben Watson's he's no he's a medical marvel that he's still playing. But I mean, he's not. <laughs> he's yeah right exactly. HGH put a cape on him. Uh, and Austin Safarian Jenkins, who hasn't proven to be able to stay on the field consistently over the past few years. What about Matt Lacoste? Matt Lacoste is interesting. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I mean, you, you, he's not proven at all. How dare you? Well, and here's here's the other thing too. All touches are not created equal. If you're playing PPR, tell that to Michael Jackson. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow, that was that was a terrible Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'll on. work on it. I'll practice. Go on. Go on. <laughs> but uh, wait, that was a Michael Jackson impersonation. Was, I went for it, oh, and right. it, then I like oh, that was I stopped. Like I, I committed, and then I like midway through, I realized I can't, I can't do that, and so like I uncommitted. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna, agree, I'm gonna agree with Matt with this. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Go on, go um, on. 
but but let's remember that they're not all created equal. If you're able to catch passes, <laughs> <laughs> see that was way better. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't even good. You no. are American, so you are created equal. <laughs> um. I didn't mean to throw you off, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, all good. targets aren't created equal. Yeah, they're not all created equal. So if all of these aren't created equal, if you're able to catch passes, each time you catch a pass, you get a point. And so people are always looking for, you know, the the running backs that are going to be on the field and, and get that first and second down work. In most leagues, I know there's some that you get points for carries and whatnot, but in most leagues, you're not getting a point for those carries, but you are getting a point every time they catch a pass. And so when when White has those weeks where he catches six, seven passes, which is honestly not that infrequent, he's going to be able to put you in those double-digit points pretty easily. Yeah, he averages like seven targets a game minimum. That's like his average. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to translate to, you know, maybe he's not going to finish his running back seven this year. It's probably highly unlikely. But still, he could easily finish his running back 16, yeah. 17, RB2, staying healthy. Way outperforming his ADP. I mean, let's just face it. Yeah, I mean, we saw him. He's going behind guys like Jay Jai. Like that's just ridiculous. Is JJ even on the team right now? No, no. no. And you talk about knee problems. Psh, get out of here. And James White's only twenty eight years old too. It's not even like we're talking about like some old super. Guy. It's not Frank Gore. It's a, yeah. It's not even like okay, like a guy like Theo Riddick who's a pass catcher running back, and now they have Karen Johnson there, and it, that's kind of a question. It, it's not even that. Like is Theo Riddick just. James White's been consistent right. in these last couple of years. I mean, and Theo Riddick, the whole offense is changing. You know what I mean? This is like the same system. That you know, the only thing that's happened is more targets have ha- opened up. Has Rex Burkhead even been resigned? I don't think he has. <sighs> I'd have to look. That's but a good, I don't that, think he's been resigned. Even that's a good question. I, I can't. I honestly don't remember. I don't know the answer to that I'll either. Ha- I'll look it up. But, but even if it was it's still? I think the Rex Burkhead thing was the most bl- overblown thing in all of fantasy sure. football. He's definitely not a threat at he all. He is not. No. Like he's cuttable. Like if, if we're doing our buy sell Reagan, like he's cuttable. I think they thought they were going to get somebody that was very versatile, and then they just found out they had guys that are just better than him. He's just not. He's not great at anything. He's they just got James kind of, Yeah, he's just kind of good at this. He's he, you know he's good at catching passes. He's good at running between the tackles. But they got a better guy at running between the tackles than Sony Michelle. A better guy at, at catching passes in James White. I traded for James White. I gave up a nineteen second for him uh, at the very end of the season in a in a podcast league. You okay. know. Uh, mm-hmm. With it's just all pod, it's like a uh, dynasty site league, and somebody offered me James White for a 19 second, and it was like a mid range 19 second is right through the season. And I accepted that thing like five seconds after I saw it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take that for sure. Because even if he, even I'm not starting James White, I mean, he's a great flex option, he's a great bi week filler, he's somebody that is guaranteed to give you something, right? You know, he, you know, here's the thing people love Derrick Henry, love him, Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry doesn't score touchdowns, he's pretty much giving you six, yards. seven yeah. points yeah. right around there. That's that's what that dude offers you without the touchdowns. I don't want to hear. I know at the end of the year, all of a sudden he wants to do something to pique everybody's interest again. But that's James White. Like his his bad games are like six, seven points, eight points. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, he's basically Duke Johnson, but with a a more steady role. You know what I mean? Like they're they're pretty similar players in the in the fact that they they derive all the most of their value from from the passing game. All their value yeah. is from the passing game. And same thing, Duke's. I think Duke's good value right too. Everybody's sleeping on him because they're bringing Kareem Hunt, but there's a good chance they use him for the first few weeks. He's going to be the number two running back in Cleveland. He's going to be the pass catching running back in Cleveland. And then when Kareem Hunt comes by, maybe they use him and they trade him at the deadline. You know, and they go somewhere awesome where he could be he could thrive where he's going to be used. Right. Where they need a running back. So I like James White here as a veteran uh, buy. I think it's really good value. I don't think you have to give up much to give him. Same thing, sit 19 second for a running. I mean, who does not need a running back on their dynasty team? I do. I'll take one. 
Yeah. Everyone does. Even if you have three running backs, you need it's the most it's the mo- it's the number one position where it's just going to be fluid. You know, at no week are you ever safe. At, how you get five running backs and two weeks later you have no running backs. That's it's why that running backs quick. always get pushed up the board in rookie drafts. Everyone always needs them. It's such a volatile position. You have to just have as much depth as possible. And in PPR leagues, these are the kind of guys that you want cuz Listen, the PPR guys are the ones that hardly ever get hurt. Honestly, these are the safest picks you can get. The PPR guys, they definitely are, man. All right, Garrett, let's get let's get into another guy. All right, so the guy that I was looking into was Golden Tate. Ooh. So Golden Tate has been a popular fantasy name for five, six, seven, eight years. Um, he was with Seattle for a while. He was with Detroit for a while, and he was a PPR monster. However, this off or this this season. He kind of fell off the radar a little bit for people. He was in Detroit. Matt Stafford was having a terrible year. Things weren't going well in Detroit. He gets traded to the Eagles, and things don't really pan out in Philly like I think Philly had hoped and Golden Tate had hoped. It's I mean it's hard going from one system to the next mid season without right. a training camp. Any of that you know knowledge of the playbook is minimal yeah. at that point. They're running plays specifically you know like that you know for you, but if you don't get connections on those passes, like right. you're screwed. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Well, how many times does that work out mid season a receiver Very goes to their team and it obviously just dominates? Right. I mean, basically only Cooper. Amari Cooper is the only one that I can ever remember doing that. Yeah, there you go. So that's, that was early in the year too. Right, right. That so, was yeah, that was a little bit earlier. Right. But but I I can't think of any others, and so it's it's tough to pick up an offense just that quickly, especially if you're not the number one guy. You know, Alshon and Ertz were the guy that they were going to force feed targets to. He was just kind of a nuance in the offense, and so all of these things happening, even with a terrible season, he still finished as the wide receiver twenty nine last season. So that's telling me that that you can still get wide receiver three value in his worst season ever. But let me let me say these things. One, Golden Tate, at 31 years old, has never missed significant time due to injury. Go ahead and look through his games. You'll see 15s and 16s all the way down. He has not missed hardly any time due to significant injury. He has had at least 100 targets every year since 2014. And as of right now, his ADP on Fantasy Pros for this coming season. So I'm looking at Golden Tate, just for 2019, Rich mentioned it earlier. I don't really care what he's doing after. If he gives me 2020 and 2021, that's awesome. But I'm really only looking at him being a wide receiver three to help my team this year. Currently, his ADP is 38th. So you're telling me in his worst season that he's had in years with not getting continuity in the offense, a bad Matt Stafford, he was wide receiver 29. Now his ADP is 38th just for 2019 redraft rankings. So that means you can get him even easier in dynasty. So if you want to trade him or trade for him for a late second round pick, I have I, I have no doubt that you'll be able to nap him. And he's been sitting there as a as a cheap buy for about two years now, honestly. He really has. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those names that people are just undervaluing altogether. And like you said, he's a nice, safe PPR monster. I mean, look at Pat Shermer's offense, what he does. Short intermediate passes are gonna be him and Sterling Shepard both. You know, there's gonna yep. be Pappard there. Short intermediate Eli Man's not going, and, deep. and that's a, that's his strength. Get the ball in his hands quickly, and, and let him do the work. You know, I mean, he turns it. He's one of these guys that turns into a running back and make people miss in the open field. Fights. He's he's a very scrappy guy, even though he's not like an overly big wide receiver. He's very scrappy and fights for extra yards. It's a really nice system fit. One of the best in the NFL to do it with yards after the catch, and that's not me yep. just saying from a tape point. That's a statistical stat. He's one of the best in the NFL with the ball in his hands. 
after the catch. I mean, before last year, it was four years straight of 90-plus catches. Yes, in so, Detroit. I mean, that's just really solid production. And they signed him. He's, he's, he's got two years in New York. That's two yep. years of guaranteed money he's got in there. And even if they transfer over to Daniel Jones, right, What is Daniel, what was Daniel Jones' best tape? You know, what, what did he do best on tape? Well, it was the shorts. I mean, that's why it's the short, the intermediate stuff. Yeah, exactly what they want to do in New York right now in right. the offense as it is anyway. So it's they look the same. They could be the same in Eli Manning and Daniel Jones. It's yep. just a younger, better arm with Daniel Jones. So that's why, again, I go right back on top of that Daniel Jones and Superflex, how I go crazy when people let him slip out of the second round. It's I've been going on a rant and rave about it. It's like I'm the, I somehow became the Daniel Jones poster boy, president of the fan club, just because other people are just making really bad decisions. And I think Golden Tate here, as, far, like, as cheap as he is, is bad decision. I think people that don't value him are making bad decisions. He's, at, like Garrett said, the worst case on your team, a wide receiver three. I mean, it, it's a, and it's a position, Matt, we've been talking about this for five years. For some reason in fantasy football, people just think wide receiver threes are hot trash. No. They're top 36. Right, you need them. I can't count that high, but they're top 36. That's good. There's only 36 players in the NFL that could be startable wide receivers. 36 of the entire NFL. There's 32 teams. 36. Golden Tate's one of those 36. Yep. People are going to tell me that's not valuable. That's not a commodity you want to have in your roster. That's not something you have as your wide receiver three. For how cheap you can get him, he could be your wide receiver number four. And he's oh, a, yeah. he's a good he's a high end, you know, in my opinion, wide wide receiver three. So I think he's a low end wide receiver two this year. I agree. Yeah, I do. I think I think him and Sterling Shepard are both fighting that. You know, who's going to be that mid range wide receiver? Like one of them is probably going to be a mid range wide receiver. I mean, two. there's a major stigma. I mean, around like Eli Manning. In general, so nobody wants the guys that are throwing, you know, getting passes thrown to him from him. So it's a, it's one of those things that OBJ was able to thrive. I mean, what's the big deal? It, it, I'm not saying he's as good as OBJ, but he, he's still a viable player, it, right? Eli Manning's not that big of a turd that he can't hold, you know, some fantasy value for a couple wide receivers. Yeah, definitely on the short intermediate stuff. And guess what? New York's not very good. So what are they going to be doing in the fourth quarter? Throwing the heck out of the ball, ball. man. Because they're going to be trailing. Garbage, garbage, garbage points getting racked up there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and you can't take it. He's going to get some pressure. He's going to dump the ball off to Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Bart. Like, those passes are going to come. There's no reason... That even if he takes a dip from under that hundred, you know, the hundred reception mark, which is like, Golden Tate, I, he's an eighty reception kind of guy. Then for maybe eighty receptions, say say it's a, a off year, eighty receptions, eight hundred yards, Four five, five touchdowns, touchdowns, yeah, high, low end, mid range wide receiver two, yep. right? And you're going to tell me that's not valuable, and you don't want that in your dynasty team. And who cares if well he's 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 older? What, what, what? Are you trying to win or are you trying not he's to win? Th- he's 30 right now. He won't, He's not th- 31 until August. Yep. So, I mean, what's the – it's not like he's older than dirt. He's not ready to He's not ready to hang him up he's, or anything. He's the same age as A.J. Green, Julio Jones, uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, All those guys are the same, same player. Yeah, I'm taking – I'm sign, sign me up. I think he's a great value. I target him consistently in, you know, best ball drafts because people let him slip. Dynasty startups these last couple of years I'm yep. in, I target him because he. Just, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at him like tenth round. I'm like, wow, like Golden Tate's still available. I'll take him. This is my wide receiver three or my wide receiver four. By the time I draft, I'm like, this is fantastic. And guess what? 
I draft him as my fourth receiver and I start him every single week. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's, what am I going to do? And it, it's a great first startup or a trade too. Definitely have a young guy that, that you, you want, want to, to like, develop. You want to develop. Golden Tate's a great flyer. Two years. Again, the stigma of like two years is invaluable. 24 months is a long damn time, right? Yep. Somebody can be born and then start talking to you in that time span. <laughs> it can be two damn championships is what it could be, which is etched in stone forever, man. Yeah, and it's a legacy. Again, we play to win. We don't play dynasty to have the best team on paper. Is it nice? Is it fun to talk about? Yeah. But in endgame, when it's all said and done on the tombstone, they're only going to put on there the championships. That's it. It's all that matters. It's all that matters because guess what? Even if you get that ship, right? For most cases, on a twelve on a twelve person league, you get that ship that covers your buy in for the next six years, yeah. at least six seven mm-hmm. years. Even if you you had to give us some bodies, guess what? You can start a whole another play of dynasty. You have that money. You have the title. It's in it's in there forever. You can blow the whole damn thing up and start the, the, that fresh rebuild and have the, enjoy that aspect of dynasty of. Now, all of a sudden, you have these high draft picks, and you get to take these guys in the 2020 class or the 2021 class and 2022 class, and you get the, you get the pick of the litter. Yep. So it's, it's, Dynasty's fun for every – that's why it's so popular now. It's fun every way. I, my slogan when we first started the Dynasty is, how do I know Dynasty is going to be successful? Because even when you're losing, you're winning. It's one of the only leagues that you could play in fantasy sports where if you have no chance whatsoever to win, you zero percent chance to win this year or even next year you're still paying your entry fee and you're happy and you're happy about it because you're getting squam barkley you're getting josh jacobs yep. you're getting you're like yeah look at me i want i hope i had the worst team this year oh like, my, my buddy year, had the, i hope i had the worst team next year i hope i do my buddy in in the longest league that i've played in he had the worst team forever two years in a row he got saquon barkley and he got christian mccaffrey back-to-back years now his team's great yeah it's literally that quick yep. it's it can happen and it, those are game-changing decisions and then you slowly start getting a little better now now you're sitting here at five and six you're like okay now i'll take tj hawkinson what i got christian yeah. mccaffrey squam barkley tj hawkinson you know like in second round oh, now i got paris i trade up a little bit got a little paris campbell because i blew the you know i, I trade away this player because he's a little older for pick nine so i got paris campbell too going this is gonna be three years i'm gonna win four championships in a row that's what everybody says it never happens <laughs> unless you're mad over there uh only, only got only got to three yeah, all right let's, let's go to another player uh, we want to talk about AJ Green. I think we should wrap it up with AJ. Let's Green, wrap right? it up. I mean, we're going to talk about saucy veterans now. Matt and I last year had a nice, t- long talk about AJ Green and how how it's easy to say what you want. Like, I think this this is one guy who's impossible to trade in Dynasty because everybody nobody's respected him, nobody likes him, so everyone wants to get him for super cheap. And like to me, I own AJ Green. And I've been shopping him for three years almost, and like it was a rebuild team now. I've almost rebuilt that team, so I actually now I'm going to keep him, so I'm glad I stuck around with him. But he's a player that, for some reason, nobody wants. He's 31 years old, yep. right? He gets uh, the Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield, no respect. And I I am flabbergasted about this. I've been saying this for about 16 months now. I don't get the A.J. Green hate. Last year, sir, in 2018, he played nine games. But weeks one through nine, he was wide receiver number 11, Okay. 2017, he played all 16 games. He was wide receiver number 10. 2016, he only played 10 games. He got hurt again. Mm-hmm. But through those 10 games, where was he ranked? He was wide receiver number four overall. He had 964 yards in that shortened season. In 10 games. Uh-huh. He was wide receiver four. 2015, he played 16 games. He was wide receiver number eight. 1,297 yards. Yeah. 10 now, touchdowns. Now, one of these numbers I just mentioned where he was not a wide receiver one. 
Not one. AJ Green is not your normal wide receiver. He's not okay. He's not Julio, right? But Julio's been held. But he's not that far below when it comes to talent level. No, AJ Green's a Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's to me, he's one of the most disrespected Hall of Fame wide receivers. And maybe because he plays in Cincinnati and he plays with Andy Dalton, and it's a team of just mediocrity. But he just gets no respect whatsoever. And this is a guy will single-handedly help you win a championship when he's healthy. Yep. And he's done these numbers here that we just went through, through the, for the last four years with who? With Andy Dalton. Okay? So they used to have a rapport together. And they have Tyler Boyd out there. Nothing else. Joe Mixon, you know, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Eifert, if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. Uh, Joe know, John, Mixon. Joe Mixon is great. Gio Bernard. John Ross. John Ross. He's probably hurt right now just walking down the street. <laughs> so, to me, A.J. Green is – Oh, I pulled a hammy. He's a commodity that could be had. He's an elite commodity to be had. And he's the kind of player that could probably play for another two, three years. And guess what? Guess what, guys? This is the last year of his contract in Cincinnati. Ooh. He's up after this year. Contract narrative. So, Whoa. I don't know. One, he's going to have a good year just because it's a Get contract year. You know? I don't see Cincinnati and Mike Brown as a team that's franchising anybody, right? No. Or paying big money. They're going to roll with Tyler Boyd. They'll take a receiver in the draft next year. They'll sign somebody else cheaper. They'll go cheap. And A.J. Green's, AJ Green's going to go somewhere to go win a championship. Maybe it's yep. New England. Maybe it's somewhere. But he's going somewhere to win a championship. We won't say it yet because it's, it's – and going into the 2020 season, we know who the contender's going to be. It very well could be New England. Because they could use a style of number two. And Nikhil Harry and AJ Green, that'd be a sexy mother. That'd be a sexy Shut team. your own mouth. I will. I will do that right now. <laughs> so, to me, AJ Green, I could see him being had for, if you have a late, again, your championship contender team, right? Mm-hmm. And the AJ Green team, say, this is, assume then they're a middle of the road team. And the, maybe they even are a championship contender team, too. I don't think at this point, I think in the grand scale of dynasty, I don't think this even actually matters. On either your blow up team or contender, or whatever. Could you think AJ Green could be had with like pick eight, and then you like in nineteen, say pick eight to ten, and then you throw in a twenty twenty second, a first and a two for AJ Green? C- close to that, I've seen him just straight up go for the one five. I think one four. It was something like that. I- I've I've seen it actually happen in a league. You've seen it happen, yeah. And that see, I I think top six you could have them, which is strange to me. Again, I mean. You're getting three. You probably get three years of AJ Green. Three. Mm-hmm. Well, on a, and let's on, a remember, rookie, on a rookie, you're hoping to get. Let's remember that the offense is supposed to be better this year. They got they got this offensive guru that's McVay's buddy, and so in theory, this offense should be a lot better now too. I I, I love I like it for the right price. Yeah, so do I. I mean, I was I, I was a seller of AJ Green not too long ago in our Superflex league, but that, that was a blow up situation, and, and I I can't even, I can't remember exactly what I got, but I know I got a, a twenty twenty first, and I was I was pretty happy about it. So, and, and I'm with you. I was I was a seller on him for a while. I, I was trying to get him off my rosters, but the price has just dropped so low. That's what that, I mean. That all of a sudden I've jumped back in. Like like I I. I I was to the point where I couldn't get rid of him because because everyone was downgrading his 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 value so much. I finally got a, a what I thought was at least a fair offer of a twenty twenty, and I was just looking to unload him. You know what I'm saying? And that's to me. I think a twenty twenty one a twenty twenty first is fair, only because it, the class is gonna be so deep. Right. It's two years from now, so you already you're worse than your team. That 
increased your draft stock as it is. He's not going to help you in two years if you're in that big of a rebuild. Right. Right. That you know maybe is he worth a little bit more than a first in 2020? Yeah, but for that for that price, I'm okay with that. You know, what I mean, a 2020 first, like you're. If you listen to the show and you do your study, like you should be guaranteed to get a good player then. And 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 hopefully I've listened enough to enough of these shows that I, I get a good player. <laughs> you hear a lot. So I think AJ Green's a fantastic buy, and I'm getting in on that action. I think a 2021st uh, is fair. And I know that, again, I know this goes back to, is that a hard pill to swallow, Right. Knowing that you're giving up your 2021st in a class that everybody wants to have more shares of. But sometimes to win a ship, you have to take a loss for the future. You have to. Sometimes you have to take a trade where people are like, oh, I'd rather have the 2021st. And even when that 2020 class comes around, you're like, damn, I wish I had that 2021st. I wish I didn't have AJ Green. But you won't say that if you win. Right. If you win a ship, you won't care. Of all the players we talked about here today, this is the guy that's going to be the best chance to pull that off. And I think you could get him for a 2020. Like, do I, would I try and go about different ways to get him than get him a 2021st? I would. But if that's what it takes, he's absolutely worth a 2021st. And I, I just want to throw out two more quick statistics on AJ Green because um, I forgot to mention him earlier. Uh, he has never, other than his rookie season, never averaged less than 4.7 receptions a game. So he's at five receptions every game. On top of that, other than his rookie season, there was only one other season that he averaged less than 77 yards per game. So you can basically lock this dude in for five catches and 80 yards a game. He's a monster. Which is amazing. I mean, you throw a touchdown on top of that, you're, you're, you're peeking in at around 20 points a game. Bottom, you know, 13, top, top end about 20, yep. 28. If 20, he's healthy, he's on. a guaranteed wide receiver one. And that's the only thing. It's just the health. That's the only question mark. And he, out of the last four years, he's only missed seven, uh, 16 games total. But again, I mean, are we throwing, are we just giving up on Odell Beckham who's missed 16 games over the last couple of years? No, no you're not. And I know he's a little bit older. But again, in 2017, he played all 16 games. So it's not like it's, it's Odell's only one season. Odell's removed. yeah, Odell's missed back to back years. Yeah, AJ Green missed last year. So contract year, I don't think AJ Green's gonna try and hurt him. Yeah, nobody tries to get hurt, but he's it's gonna, gonna fight be, through a little more. He's gonna fight through a little bit more. He's gonna. I can see him trying to get out of Cincinnati because he knows that team isn't. You know, they're probably gonna go different direction in quarterback here soon as well. I think he moves on to a better situation, and he's the type of player that transcends an offense. Yep. So we're like some players, you know, we mentioned Golden Tate earlier, go to a new scheme, new system. It's hard to like, sometimes it doesn't work. AJ Green works in any single offense in the NFL. He's been proof because he's been doing in Cincinnati offense with Andy Dalton for his entire career. I love AJ Green as a buy. I think it's a great value. If you're looking to try and win, I think there's no other better player to help you do that or target for the price value mm-hmm. of a guy like AJ Green. So just to put a little bow on it, I finally found the trade that I made. It was a 2022nd and a 2021 first. So I mean, I, I was really I kind of extended myself there a little bit with the 20, but it, but in a full rebuild rebuild mode again, you know, I, I was okay with. You were just looking to offload. Yep. Because and I don't have a problem with that too. Because sometimes um, I had to do that with Gronk at one point in a league, right? the same mm-hmm. league where I have Adrian. I was trying to offload him where I could not get any value for him at right. all. Right. I finally got, I mean, I got a 2022nd, which I was ecstatic about, and I finally got a first-round pick thrown in the deal as well. It just happened to be yep. a few the, years down the road. The trade I made in that league was I got 
the sixth overall pick, and that's all I got. And this was the year of Mike Williams. Mm. I was lambasted in that trade. Lambasted. Like, that's all you got for Gronk? Like, you know that's a bad trade, Rich. You know that's a bad trade. And I'm like, dude, I won. I had to unload Gronk now because I'm not sure about it. I had to. I was like, so I'm taking Mike Williams. Now. That panned out. Three years later. You know, pretty good. My team was going nowhere in those three years. It has not gone anywhere in three years. But this year, I'm ready to take a big step forward. This year. And now Mike Williams in his third year. Like last week, somebody I love going into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Now who would you rather have? Rob Gronkowski <laughs> or Mike Williams? <laughs> that means an easy. Yeah. Yeah. Lamb based that to the face. It's a rhetorical question at yeah, this point. So so it goes back to the point. Like sometimes you got to take a move where it doesn't look like you're the winner. But by the time you want to be the winner, you come out the winner. Exactly. And just a reminder, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> just a reminder, we're 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 saying to take these guys if you are a contender. We're not saying make these deals regardless of your situation. This no, is just I'm if you're saying contender. Make this if you regardless. <laughs> if you have the one one, give it up for Jared Cook. Jared Cook. No, of course, yeah. It's definitely these are only this is this is a contender show. So if you're a loser, you're just in here for entertainment value you're you're sitting here hoping to know that hey this is the guy i should sell i mean yeah, hey, i'm a loser go. but yeah. these are just general these rules apply every year there's new guys that fall in we do the same show every year the veterans that you should trade for now to help you win i mean and we make the same points five times a year about trying to win now because there's a lot of dynasty shows out there you know from what i read that you know try to <laughs> <laughs> that don't have that philosophy you know what i mean like like i don't see a lot of stuff on twitter that focuses on when it comes to dynasty winning a lot of it's just on youth and draft capital and that you know it's just who can get the most of that when we say it all the time again the main focus here is to win nothing literally nothing else matters nothing else matters why do you play redraft you play to win dynasty is no difference it's just you're trying to get do that consistently Every year. you're trying to do it for a couple of years in a row that's all and that's to build that dynasty but again i've been playing for 16 years i'm in a shitload of dynasty leagues I hardly see anybody win multiple leagues in a row, championships in a row. Literally, hardly. It's ever. really hard to do. It's really, really, really hard to do. I have a lot of second place finishes in my, under my belt. A lot. In our original league, mm-hmm. I have a boatload of second fin- place finishes. I mean, a lot. And nobody gives a rent. Nobody cares. Nope. You know, I, it's cool because I get, you know, you still make the money or the credit, however you go about it, but like nobody cares. Nope. You know, like you're a winner. From that aspect, but nobody gives nobody cares about second. Place. I ain't, I ain't tell my kids about that. <laughs> hey, Dad, how's Dynasty going for it, dude? In this league, I came in second place seven out of nine years. <laughs> well, how many did you win? None. <laughs> but you came in second. Yeah, dude, I made some good money. You're still a loser. <laughs> Just the first loser. I'm giving you up for adoption. Just the all right, first Baker. Loser. <laughs> So uh, that's it for today. Um, of course, we're going to do another show So if you're, for the Nerd Herd members. If you want to join the Nerd Herd, just click on DynastyNerds.com. Click on the Nerd Herd. Sign up. Again, last week, only 25 bucks a year. If you just want to do it monthly, you know you don't want to commit, you want to take this nice and slow, all you got to do is buy us one cup of coffee a month. Three bucks. Three dollars. That's it. We got, we've rolled out some new tools these last week. We got some new tools coming. Uh, we got a mock draft tool coming here within the next, I think, two weeks. It'll probably be done right around there. Uh, getting there. And then after that, we have a big tool we're, bu- we're going to build. It's going to be tool. awesome. It's going to be the biggest tool ever called the Man O'Hara. <laughs> I'm going to use that joke over and over again. It's not the first time I've used it. Uh, no, that? it's not. Stop being so tooly over there, wrench. <laughs> <laughs> 
But of course, join the nerd. All you gotta do is buy us one copy a uh, one coffee a month. It's the best investment you're gonna make. I say it all. I've said it before, and I'm gonna probably say it a thousand more times. You know, if I told you that you could sit down once a week in your car at the gym at work, taking your dog for a walk, and sit here and talk dynasty fantasy football with the three of us once a week for a month for the price of one coffee. If you're not willing to do that, you're a cheap son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. And you're very selfish. Because you're $3. Uh, in the meantime, we will be back next week uh, with another free episode. And if you do want to talk Dynasty, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out the Facebook community. The Facebook community is up over almost 4,500 people. It's over 4,500. Yeah. It's like we're getting closer to 5,000 members on there. It's it's a great place to talk Dynasty fans football. Tons of polls up there. I mean, I think it's more poll-centric than anything else on there. But if you put a question out there, you're getting 60 responses. It's insane. Quick. From all over the you know, you know all over the world actually, and again I think it's really cool because you get people that live in that city. You know we had to hit somebody hit up us on Twitter today. He's like, hey, just to let you know, buy your Ronald Jones now because all my local beat guys are saying he's just tearing up these OTAs. I'll believe it when I see it. But you know those are the nuggets I like to hear, like from the from the ears on the ground in that city. Like I'm a, you know, hey, if you're hearing that, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. Give it a second look. Right. So. Make sure you check that out as well. Until then, we'll be back next week with a new show just for you. <laughs> Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.